Friday the 12th of May. Uri Perez Day, Uri Perez debut day, Daniel DeVivo in the house on today's Lockdown Marlins, looking ahead to what is potentially historic debut for the Miami Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It is your team every day and it is free and available everywhere. This content is daily and free. Amazing. I don't know how Locked On does this. Nevertheless, there is a YouTube channel. Head over there to hit subscribe. We are trending on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment if you are an everyday. I want to hear from you in particular what you are hyped about for today's game. Most hyped out. And, you know, not just it's early Perez day. It's what specifically. Drop it in the comments. I want to hear from you guys. Um, Delighted to welcome onto the show Danny DeVivo, the Colombian stud, the Colombian king, Marlins Twitter king in, I don't know, 2021. Um, Maybe the year wrong. Was it 2021? I don't remember. I (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) But when in my head, when I think of early Perez... I always think of Danny DeVivo. So I had to get him on the show. As soon as this news dropped, we messaged each other and said, let's make it happen. Danny, how are we doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Um, I'm a happy camper. Happy <laughs> camper. I'm, um, uh, I also, first of all, my first thing here, main thing is you got it. Your, 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 your premonition. You wrote it like there a week go. ago. Spoken into Friday, existence. Out of nowhere. You know, I don't know. Like we got, we had like Craig saying a few things. You know, like he didn't even know either. Like he just was kind of hearing, and you were like, "I have Eury Perez Friday starter," and you got it, man. So Let's go. kudos to you. That's number one. Love it. I mean, that is. I think back to an episode with Craig specifically. You know, you, you know, you mentioned him there. Uh, I don't know when that was. Last year at some point, he says, Pete. You're one in you're one in one million with your predictions. So there we go. This is my one million for the year. Um, with you that call, it. yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, let's start with the formalities of this episode. Um, firstly, we need a pronunciation. We need a pronunciation, a proper pronunciation of Mister Perez's first name because I think that's important. I mispronounce it. Everyone mispronounces it. You know how to say it correctly. Let's put it on the record right now on Locked On Marlins. How do we pronounce Eury Perez's first name? You got it right there. Eury. Say it Eury. again for me. Eury. There you go, see. That's what <laughs> we need. I, you know I've been struggling with pronunciations all year with all these Marlins players. So, um, yeah, A lot of Latin names in there. No doubt. Yeah, Eury said it. That's, uh, that's definitely... But, you know, it's it's okay. You know, it's... The way to say it in English is, is Yuri. You know, it's probably how all his teammates call him too. I, yeah. I'd be surprised if, if um, I don't know, Dak Fulton calls him Eury. You know, how are you doing? No, it's, it's probably Yuri in English, right? Just like I'm Daniel instead of Daniel. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's how he's gonna be called now. I mean, that's it is what it is. But yeah, in Spanish, it, it is Eury. Eury Perez. 
We have the formalities out of the way. And for me, that is, that, I mean, to be honest, we could probably sign off today from this episode and people go, wow, that Locked On Marlins episode was sensational today. So, but we're not, <laughs> we're not going to do that, guys. We won't. <laughs> um, as I've already teased out, when I, think of, when I think of this player, I think of Danny DeVivo. Because you said to me on a previous podcast, Fish Across the Pond, what I think is probably in 2019, may have maybe wrong on the date, it's around 2019, I feel like it was pre-pandemic, you said to me, Pete, keep your eyes on this guy in the system, I think he's going to be a star. You were the first guy on him. Do you remember what kind of really caught your eye about Uri Perez at that point? So that class was a really good one, uh, 2019 class. It was the main guy was Jose Salas, uh, but you also had Ian Lewis, um, Sanoha, although I didn't have Sanoha, like he was just a name at that point. Now he's he's like really become a prospect. Um, there was another kid called Junior Sanchez, but the top pitcher, at least the top bonus pitcher, mm. was Audi. You know, while Salas was getting like three million. Um, everybody was getting 200,000. And, you know, when I'm looking at those reports and I'm looking basically what I'm, what I'm, what, what I'm studying, what I'm looking for is, is projection, right? Mm-hmm. Cause at that age, 16 year olds, I mean, that's all we have. Yeah. And so what we had there is we have a tall, lanky kid who looks like he can command his stuff, um, and is only throwing like in the mid eighties, but is very projectable. So at that point I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's keep an eye on him. Mm. Just, just caught my eye, but nothing more at yeah. that point. Um, to continue the story around six months passed, And I have like my guy in, in international, everything international is Ben Badler from baseball America. And <clears throat> he, he knows everything. And, six months, I'm, I follow him and he just puts out a tweet or a, a report that says, oh, Eudy Pettis grew four inches, he gained 30 pounds, and he's now throwing in the low 90s. So that's like seven, six, seven miles per hour more in six months. Um, and he's commanding his stuff. His secondaries are, look, are looking good. At that point, you know, I was like, okay, we got something here, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 I put out a tweet. It's the one I, I like. If, if if you check out my my Twitter account this morning, I kind of did a little beauty ceremony with a tweet. You know, mm-hmm. hey, this this tweet was almost four years ago, and it was me retweeting that report, that yep. Ben Badler report. And um, you can see in the comments that we got Ian Ian Smith, also the goat, putting like, oh, so all the boxes are checked. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know, all the boxes are checked for a kid who hasn't even played in the DSL, hasn't even, you know nothing it's just um he was signed and now he's in camp and this is how he looks because we didn't have eyes on him we only had reports from scouts Mm. um and obviously then the pandemic hit and he wasn't able to make any sort of debut or anything it's just it's just what we got you know it's what we heard from 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 scouts and then my guy again is is ben and um and so right next thing we know he was being assigned not to the dsl not to the FCL, he was the youngest player in all of the minor leagues to start the 2021 um, minor league season in Jupiter, in low A. And Crazy. that's kind of, yeah, when, when he started as a pro. Mate, I, I completely forgotten, you know, 
one of the things that's really standing out about this whole situation and this debut this evening is the fact it's going to be the youngest Marlins pitcher in, in the history of the organization. Granted, the history isn't overly long compared to some other organizations. However, you know, there's something to be said for that. He's replacing Jose Fernandez as the previous youngest pitcher ever um, for the organization. But the one thing that I completely missed out on that is the fact that the COVID year actually kicked into his development as well. So while signed as a 16-year-old dude for 200 grand, he basically then couldn't do anything for his first year, really, like comparatively because of COVID shutting everything down. Like, it kind of makes this story and this progress and this debut in the age even more impressive, I'd say. Like, in kind of baseball years, he still just just turned 19, Let's, if you could kind of look at it that way, because... You know, for a year, he, he, he wasn't able to, to carry on competing. I know it's been such a tough impact on loads of the minor league guys, like so many of them said, how hard it was to miss that whole year of development and then to try and pick things back up in 21. But Ferdi Perez dropped into the, you know, low A in 2021 and literally he hasn't looked back since, has he? I mean, he's been absolutely incredible, mate. I mean, the signs have been there that he's going to make his debut in 2023. I would say probably at the at least during last season, like we were all looking at this thinking, this is going to come quicker than maybe we expected, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, a really quick note, he is the youngest pitcher in, uh, in, in Marlins franchise history. Do you know who the youngest position player is? Oh, man. I have no idea. If I'm asking, if I'm asking, if there's a specific reason. No, there must be a Colombian stud or something. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Renteria. The the original kid. What age? What uh, age was he? Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Nineteen year old in nineteen ninety six, and the wow. next year at twenty, he hit the uh, game winning uh, World Series uh, hit. To there we, incredible. There, there we go. And that's how I became a, a Marlins fan. So there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Listen, I, the Marlins are littered with Colombian studs. I guess I don't know. There's always connections, yeah, yeah, but um, I think I, I just I'm I'm stunned like the we're in this position. He's only just turned 20 and, you know, getting the call made. It is, it is wild. Oh, man. Let's do the first ad. And then I want to talk about what we, what we're looking for, for, for tonight's game specifically. Like what is a good outing for Uri Perez this evening against the Reds? Uh, before we do that though, guys, as I mentioned, first ad of the day, it's like good friends over. It's so rare. And these boys, they now have graphics too. Boom. Graphics are up. Look at those. Looking sweet. Um, and we've been talking about these for a few weeks now, guys. I hope hopefully you're already playing along. But if you aren't, so rare. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players across all 30 major league teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents, yes, sir, Colombian and British, perhaps, to win epic rewards, win or lose. You still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. It's free. Game weeks happen twice, twice weekly game weeks. Is that the right way of saying it? I don't know. They span three or four-day cycles. At the end of the game week, managers who rank at the top or near top of the leaderboards win a variety of rewards. They can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. All you have to do, and I've mentioned, it's free to play. Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. For those wondering how to spell it or pronounce it, maybe, I don't know, 
Spelling is so as in S-O and rare as in R-A-R-E. So rare.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win those epic rewards. Again, so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. All right, let's look ahead to this evening's game. I must say I felt like this was a nice time to make the call, considering the couple of games that are potentially queued up here. Um, but the reality is Siri Perez has not gone longer than 90 pitches, I don't think, maybe ever, at least in this season. So they have, they've been keeping him you know, tight on the number of pitches he's thrown. With that being said, what does a good outing look like today? Verdi Perez. A good outing for Audi. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, I'd say a good outing is completing five innings. Um, okay. If he finishes five innings, I'd be very surprised. That means he did very well. I mean, I'd be shocked if we let him go over 80 pitches because you have to keep in mind that, yeah, he has never gone over 90 in the minor leagues. Imagine the adrenaline. Yeah, and and you know everything that he's feeling, the the tension he's going to put into each pitch, being the first time as a twenty year old at a major league park, the stadium is not going to be full, but it's not going to be five thousand people either. You know, it's Friday night, mm. it's um, it's 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 a Florida Marlins special, you know, a uniform. Fortunately, there's also other sports going to be playing at the same time, but five innings. If he completes five innings and somehow gets a win, that would mm. be that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do expect some jitters, um, yeah. maybe a couple of walks. Hopefully, you know, obviously no more than one or two runs. But we need to tamper those expectations. Um, you know, this is, <laughs> again, a 20-year-old. So, so to anyone who doesn't know what to expect, uh, expect uh, stuff and expect polish. Maybe not initially from the first day, because again, the jitters, but um, what makes Audi incredible is the fact that he has these long limbs, which mm. give him a great advantage, but also he controls them. That is not, that is a rare thing. Like you don't get long, lanky 20 year olds, 21 year olds, even 22 year olds with the command and with the polish that Audi has. Mm. So if you combine that polish with a 99, 98, 97-mile-per-hour fastball that moves, touches 100, and with the secondaries that he currently has, look for it, look out for that changeup. You know that our, our, our pitching development can't give anyone a changeup. Well, Eudy's changeup is crazy. It's just mm. up there with the fastball, 70-grade uh, pitch probably. But he also throws a slider that he started throwing a year ago um, combines it with a curveball. So start looking at that. You know, start looking how, how, at how, how his command's doing uh, this evening, um, and you'll find out very quickly if if Audi, um, you know, how he's going to do tonight. But that's that's what he's projected to do again yeah. tonight. Maybe a, a weird one, jittery, but man, I mean, he he has excelled with every challenge that, that he has been given. So. While you do temper your, your, your expectations, be excited because this kid really is, is a phenom. Yeah, no doubt, mate. I, I have to call it out right now, put it on the record. 
I really struggle to temper expectations. <laughs> it's something that I definitely struggle with. Um, but I like that. I like that mindset. And, and the things you've called out, I think, are, are completely accurate. He's going to be, he's going to be hyped. He's going to be a, a touch jittery. Uh, I do, you know, clearly this Sandy Alcantara relationship, I think, is you know, is something that you know is going to be so valuable for him. And being able to lean into Sandy, understand how he prepares to give himself the best opportunity to, to succeed on the mound come game time. And I think that's going to be so important for him. Interested to see the crowd. Like you mentioned, it's a little bit unfortunate maybe because the Heat are in town and the Heat are playing almost at exactly the same time, give or take. Um, so there's probably taken a little bit of attention away, naturally, because it's a you know a big postseason game, which, which makes sense. But I am intrigued. I'm intrigued to see... Is there, is there the Perez bump, let's say? But even so, I think five innings of work would be seen as a success. What did you see in spring, mate? Because I must say, you know, it's probably the first time I've really fully watched him pitch. Um, and there, it was clear. The talent was absolutely clear. The little mistakes appeared right. at, touch, at, at times. <clears throat> Towards the back end, maybe as he started to tire, I think, maybe in, in the kind of back end of those games. Um, but overall, like I, I thought in spring, he, he looked as expected. From your perspective, maybe haven't seen a touch more. Was that an accurate representat representation of Eri Perez at this point? Or was it kind of like the spring jitters? I mean, if you speak to Johnny Cueto, uh, he'd say never look at spring numbers. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we always have to take spring with a pinch of salt. Was it the real Uri Perez, or is there, you know, something different there than we'd expect to see today? He, um, I saw some rust. Um, you know, yeah. he was starting his his season, um, so his control, his command wasn't there just yet. And of course, you're pitching to major leaguers, you, mistakes hurt more than when you pitch to you know double A or high A guys. So that's what I saw. Just a little, a little control. Mm. Um, a little bit of control issues. Uh, and he showed that those control issues a little bit more the first, second start of the season. But after that, he was just like, like no looking back. Um, <laughs> the next four, I think it was the next four starts, like three earned runs, like, I don't know, 30 Ks and 20. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. And that's, you know, that's, that's why they brought him up. I honestly believe mm. that, um, the Marlins front office thinks that that's he's their best chance of winning right now. Yeah. Like even if he's not going to go six innings, which is going to tax the bullpen. Um, I don't think this is just for show. Like I do believe that um, he is their best chance at winning right now. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's why I'm excited about it. It's, it's, it's not a, a prospect being called up in a lost Marlins season. Absolutely. It's a 1919 record, and Eric Pettis is going to give us a chance to win today. Um, combine that with our solid bullpen this year, and we really do have a chance. Um, yep. So, so yeah, that, that's what I saw at the beginning of the season. Yep. Jitters with rust, but the, the stuff was there, um, and it was, it was so exciting to see. Yeah, no doubt. I think you make a great point there, too, around – uh, you know, for me, this is a win now move situation for the Marlins. Like they, they didn't have to do this. It, you know, it's not like, you know, Brian Hoeing is hurt or one of the other guys was hurt. Like they gave Hoeing a bit of a go. They've moved him into the pen. 
maybe that's the best spot for him. I don't know. But this wasn't like out of necessity, like you have to call him up. They've looked around and thought, you know, this is win now move. Let's get him up. Let's roll, uh, which I think is really encouraging to see, I must say. Um, the other thing as well you've lent on there is, okay, he's not going to be giving the maybe the ultra length that maybe a Sandy Alcantara could provide and does provide. The beauty is the way they've scheduled this is Sandy goes tomorrow. And so, you know, that's that's the 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 kind of coupled starts, right? Where you have maybe a shorter starter going, but you know you've got Sandy rolling tomorrow. And if Sandy is Sandy, then he'll give you seven at a canter and maybe more. And so I think that's again why the timing is critical. Looking ahead though, mate, let's say it goes well today. Five innings, you know, less than two runs. Um, you know, everyone comes away going, that was successful. The Nats would be on deck for him next time around too. Um, and I think after that, it will be the Rockies when I looked um, on the road, I must say. So in cause, yeah. so let's hope he's got a bit of, you know, Edward Cabrera in him where mountain time makes him come alive um, or whatever it is. But what do you see? Do you see this being, you know, he's in the rotation now for the foreseeable? Like, is I, I'm not quite clear where we are with Cueto and, and Trevor Rogers. I know those two guys will impact the answer, but I don't think those either of those guys are near, to be honest with you right now. And so... This feels like he's got a decent opportunity here to grab this rotation spot and pitch his innings this year, primarily at the major league level. What about you? Right. So Trevor, I think, definitely be closer than Cueto. Um, I don't know if Cueto's going to pitch a major league inning again. I oh, man. I have no idea. Like, don't, <laughs> Let's not even get started there. No. But Trevor, we haven't heard much. I don't think he'll be more than a month, maybe, from now. But... And I guess that's that's when you need to make a decision. Uh, and of course, it depends on Eddie's results. Now, I think I think um, this was touched on uh, on your last podcast, but Eddie's never pitched more than seventy five innings in a season, so mm. he's not going to pitch one hundred and fifty. He's not going to no. pitch one hundred and eighty. You know, he'll barely. I'd be surprised if letting go one hundred and thirty because now it's high leverage innings. You know, yeah. this isn't minor league innings anymore. So they are definitely going to control those innings. Um, in terms of in a month, what happens? It depends on his results, right? Like if he's if he's going to come up and maybe the control isn't there and he's going to walk, they're going to send him down to AAA. But I do believe that if he really starts just killing it, like Jose Fernandez did uh, when he came up in 2013, you know, they give him a shot. He didn't Jose Fernandez give AA and AAA. Uh, he went from high A. To start this season because like two injuries, uh, I think to Evaldi and to, I don't remember who else, they just called him up out of nowhere and he yeah. killed it. That was his rookie of the year season. He Amazing. never he never looked back. Um, and so yeah, if he does that, then of course you know the Marlins are in it. Um, they'll protect him at the end and and shut him down if they need to shut him down. Mm. But if he really is providing five quality innings every time he's out, then they have to keep them up. Yeah, exactly. You're right on the results, mate. And the other thing that kind of factors into this too is, you know, the guys that are in the rotation right now, and includes, I've already mentioned him, but Edward Cabrera, boy, oh boy, it's been up and down for Eddie this season, uh, which has been a bit of a surprise in some ways. Some people are almost suggesting that, you know, does he need to go down to AAA to work out some stuff? Like this, the command just hasn't been there pretty much all year. It's interesting to see what they do with that more generally. Don't think we've got time to dig into it because we are running long. 
Uh, but go on, Donnie. The, the ironic, really quick, the ironic thing about that is that the first three innings of the last game were the best we've seen him this year. 100%. So first three, it's like 30 pitches, striking yeah. out, ground balls. It was amazing. Mm. That, that's exactly what we want to see. And then the fourth inning, everything went to uh, hit the fan. Uh, so that, that's that's what's weird, you know. Like, what Eddie are you going to get his yeah. next time? We have no idea. So uh, no. always a never a dull moment with the Marlins. No, that's true. Let's do the final ad. It's our good friends over at Game Time, and then after that, let's talk about the Marlins just more generally, where they're sitting right now, uh, and how you're feeling about them, mate. Because we haven't spoken about it directly since the year has started, and you know they're a 500 club with. Eric Perez now in the rotation. So I'm interested to get your uh, your views on this one. Um, but before we do that, it's time to let you know about our good friends over at Game Time. And this one is, is the right one, guys. This is all about last-minute tickets. And listen, there's a few options or a few teams or a few games happening right now in Miami that you may need this app for. Um, and buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Um, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you um if you can you forget planning months in advance and that's what happens in sports right all of a sudden early perez getting the ball let's go game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets football basketball bo- baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 of the difference can't say fairer than that all you have to do Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code. Listen up now. Use this code locked on MLB. That gets you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay. Danny, let's wrap it up here, brother. The Marlins 19 and 19. They're a 500 club, and to be honest with you, it has been a gauntlet of a schedule. They haven't played any, any team in the bottom seven in Major League Baseball right now, um, pretty much to start the year. So they've had no cupcakes. The run differential doesn't look good, but somehow they're 500. How are you feeling about this club right now at this point? (laughs) It's exciting. Yeah, uh, let's go. We have a bullpen, you know. (laughs) I mean, can you believe that? It's 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 a great bullpen and more coming. JT Chargois is coming and like who do you send down? Like Nardi has been really good and he's our long man right now. Yeah. Who literally I'm thinking like who do you send down? Nardi? No. Uh it's 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 a great problem for Skip to have. Yeah. Um but but the team, well the lineup man, very stressful. Um, you know, we have our top guys. It, I've been very excited to see GZ make the adjustments. Yeah, Jesus Sanchez. Um, that would be extremely exciting if 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 we can get that bat right, because now you know we've got a rise. We know what he is. Jazz is struggling, but you have to believe that he's coming back. I mean, he'll he'll find it sooner yeah. rather than later. Um, Coop's coming back, and. Uh, I love that Skip isn't just falling in love with 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 bats that you know everybody dislikes and and uh, just letting them rot. Right? He yeah. he benched Segura for two games. Let's see what happens. Does he come back and is a complete starter again? 
or is he maybe a platoon now? Um, like he's he's trying things. I I really like uh, what, what Skip has done, and I think that's what one of the things that excites me the most is 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 our manager, our mm. our, our coaching uh, staff. It's I like his decisions. I like his reasoning for the decisions that, that he makes. So I have that confidence, you know, that maybe if the hitting isn't going well, he'll work with the bullpen to 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 um, make sure it works the other way around as well. The pitching. I'm comfortable with. Uh, I feel like Ed- Edward has to find it. Um, he's, yeah, he's too good, too good to not to not find it. He'll always walk, but you know, not not like this. Um, and Sandy's finding it too, so yeah, that excites me as well. Um, so again, I've used the word several times. It's exciting. Uh, we're not accustomed to this as Marlins fans, <laughs> and we finally have a, an easy month. And if you're only hearing this. Uh, and not looking at it. I did air quotes. Um, <laughs> it's an easy month because you never know. The Reds just pounced on the Mets, right? Yep. Uh, so, you know, we can only assume. Uh, but, yeah, if if the Marlins win, start winning a few series here, mm. we'll know that they're for real. No doubt. That is the key point now at this point, mate. You can say whatever you want about people's records and what you're expected to do, etc., but... You know, this series, I think, is a huge series, not just because of the debut that's happening this evening, but, you know, they're facing a team that they are expected to beat. The team that has got three righties going in a row. No lefties, and the lefties remain a bit of a a challenge in some ways for this lineup. But I I think if, you know, with with Jesus Sanchez heating up, Arias, Jazz, you know, the guys like... A couple of righties on you know in a row, I think, is is probably a good thing, particularly Jesus Sanchez, <laughs> more so than anyone, the most extreme uh hitter ever in, in terms of streaks and handedness. Um, so to your point though, Danny, like this this is huge. Like if the Marlins can just put some wins and just piece them together and some series wins against teams that they should be beating, then it doesn't just become a nice start and skips being good and the bullpen's being good you all of a sudden start to sit back and think the Marlins could be for real this year in 2023. They could be. It's still clear they need a stick or two, I think, and they'll look to add. And Kim's showing right now she's not afraid to add by promoting. But that is the exciting word and it's the exciting feeling we have as Marlins fans, mate, where we feel like we're in the hunt all of a sudden and we feel like this isn't a club that's just going to sell everyone under the sun. They're actually going to look to try and, you know, Make this a one six two thing, which is very exciting. Very exciting. That's, that's exactly right. Um, and, and and it's it's what you're saying. It's it's really exciting. It's also what um what takes uh, what what Kenny said in in the podcast. It's right now. It's a race against um, the the trade deadline. You know yeah. what type of team are we going to be when we get there? And hopefully, mm. we're buyers finally. Um, and when we can, we can make use of, of our prospects. Um, so, so yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely the idea because we do need sticks, as you said, by the way, also, please, I'd be, I'd appreciate a couple wins of three runs by four runs. doesn't have to be by one run every single time. I, the record looks nice, but please, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> it would be nice. You, you are right. It, it's been that's you know one of the main wrinkles to this early Marlins season, mate. And it, it's fundamentally down because the bullpen has just been so good. 
Um, and they can actually, any lead you give them, they're able to, to hold on pretty much. It's been like an, the odd wobble or two, mate. But yeah, 12-0 and 0 in one-run games thus far is literally historic. And you start to get a bit concerned that your luck may turn in those situations uh, and what may happen then. Who knows? I'm with you. It'd be nice to see the offense start to click. And I do think with Jesus Sanchez, you know, the offense thus far has been Arias and a couple of home runs from Soler and, you know, a stolen bag or two from Jazz. I think just having Jeezy in there delivering, you just feel so differently about this offense where it isn't just two and a half guys. You've got four guys that you feel confident in that can actually do something and win some games. And also what I have to say over the last last week, you know, it's been a real slow start and, you know, he's been hampered by injuries and Joey Wendell, but boy, oh boy, Joey Wendell coming, you know, late in these games, some big, big knocks for him in some clutch spots. Wouldn't it be great if Joey No Gloves could actually get something going, mate? Because I think that is, that's another thing, right? Just getting these vets going that have proven it before. Let's get them rolling because all of a sudden then the bottom of the lineup, if that starts producing too, boy, oh boy, this this offense looks miles different, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's exactly right. And we do need, we do need that offense to, to start um, responding because, we're 29th in runs. I mean, yeah. 29th or 30th, I don't, I don't even know. But it's like that can't happen. Our offense is not amazing, but it's not that bad. No. Um, and let's not forget Soler and, and his, uh, you know, his, uh, what he's doing. I've been really excited. Um, can I give a, a final thing on Audi? Please. Something that really excites me is, is uh, him being there every single day with, with Mel, yeah, our, our our king pitching coach Mel, having him there full time, um, you know, just uh, to me that's that's amazing because I mean Mel's my favorite coach. Anybody who follows me on Twitter uh, knows that I, uh, you know, when there was like this debate on is he staying or no, I was like keep him, do whatever you need. I don't care who's the manager. If the manager comes in and bring his own guy, to be the worst mistake in the world. And yeah, I mean, that's not what Skip did. You know, he completely saw it. And saw saw what he had here. Um, so it's Mel. He has Sandy, and we can say anything we want about about Stallings' offense and Stallings' arm. But his receiving, his relationship with pitchers, mm. Edward, he's going to have that also for the first time. Like a really veteran catcher, um, you know, managing his games. So all that, all that really, um, you know, makes me. Uh, want to run through a brick wall right now no doubt mate i've just revised my projections upwards i think he goes seven shut out today and uh, the marlins <laughs> cruise it and win by more than one run that's how excited i'm getting at right now let's do it let's, let's go it. let's go danny that has been a glorious conversation and one that i am delighted we've had uh, for certain uh thanks for everyone for joining us and making locked on marlins your first listen of the day uh if you want to follow danny on twitter do so it's at daniel devivo Uh, on Twitter. So hit him up there and uh, yeah, do go back and check out some of his old tweets. You will see he has always been on the Uri Perez hype train and we have all just followed along. Um, Let's hope, let's hope for a big weekend for the Marlins. Let's hope for a big weekend for Miami sports uh, and Florida sports, to be honest with you. There's some big, big games coming up here for across all different sports. Let's hope it's a really fun one and everyone just gets fully on board with the Marlins hype train as well. Guys, as you know, There won't be a Locked On Marlins on Saturday or Sunday unless there is major news. And if there is major news, an emergency podcast will be delivered. But if not, we'll see you on Monday. See you then.